Hello, and welcome to the Phonia Radio Show. For this session we called, once more, Ian Simmons at his home in Brighton. Hi, this is Ian Simmons and you're listening to the Phonia Radio Show. First of all, how are you doing? Oh God, um, you want the you want the truth, or you want me to make it sound okay? <laughs> no, we always want to go for the truth. Well, you know, I'm okay. I, to be honest, I'm really lucky because I've been working on a new LP, so I, my mind has been very focused the last sort of four or five months. Um, so that's been good. Um, but I think the country is really on its knees here. It's, uh, I don't know what it's like. I think it's much better in Germany. I think you have much better preparation for all this and better politicians running. But here it's just a disaster. Mm. But I'm alive and I'm happy and my music is going good. So that's great. Yeah. Where are you these days, Ian? I'm in Brighton where you came last year. Okay. And what's the weather like right now? It's hot. <laughs> hey, Ian, can, can you describe what you see when you look out the window? I can see the ocean. Oh, okay. Uh, I have, I have some, uh, some pigeons and tauba on my window and they are having sex. <laughs> 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 so the sun is shining and uh, everything is hot. <laughs> <laughs> everything and everyone. That is so everything, everyone and every animal. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, We had a, you were actually the first interview person we ever had on the radio show and that was like way back, like 25 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, 25,000 <laughs> years. Uh, what happened between these last thousand centuries and now to you? How long ago was it? What, four, five, six, it seven? Should be actually eight years, something like eight that. Eight years ago, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, so I, I came back from Germany in 2011. Uh, to be honest, musically and creatively, it's been great time. But um, you know, I've had a lot of you know a lot of things with my family and a lot of private stuff to deal with, and it's uh, maybe that's why the music's been so good for me because of all the other stuff. You know, <laughs> I think that's probably uh, the human explanation for it. And now what we get, what's going on in the world and with Brexit that's happening here in the UK and with this COVID thing and everyone's losing their jobs and uh, it's, it's, it, rather than sort of retraining kids, you know, the young people for a new kind of economy, a, a different sort of world, it's, everything's just going back to the dark ages. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like a thousand years ago. That's right. <laughs> You know, we'll all be like growing, growing potatoes and carrots on a little piece of land we've all been given, or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's time. It's such a good time for everything to change. But I don't see the, I don't see the politicians going down that road. 
They just seem to want to pacify all the big corporations, you know? Yeah. And it just, it all seems crazy. And Ian, for you as a musician, what are you doing with music in uh, times without live performances or gigs? I've been doing a lot of sort of remote recording, file sharing with a lot of different people, which has been great. Uh, it's been a whole new thing for me. And uh, I'm working with, I've been working with this uh, Kenji Ikigami. He's a, a Japanese bamboo flute player. He's a master, master musician. And we've done some music together for this new album. I've been working with a guy called Max Moore, who's a, a, a guy I worked with way back with the Juryman and Spacer project back in sort of 96, seven around that time. And we've sort of, we've re reconnected and we've been working together and sharing files and that's, a lot of that's going to be on this new LP. So that's what the last five months has been really. Maybe I've been building up to this for the last 10 years. So that's like everybody is working in his own studio and then you guys exchange files and right. uh, amalgamate yeah. the work? Yeah, I, se I send a click over, or I send a rough sort of rhythm track and uh, that gets played it comes back I do some editing and it goes back and back and forth and back and forth and cool. we build and we sort of paint these wonderful kind of like worldwide web musical pictures besides uh, us now making radio in a show with you um, is there is there other radio work an option for you are you doing anything like that well, I'm kind of like working on this idea. I've got this idea for a podcast I've been thinking about for the last year or so um, with some friends of mine. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of thinking about going down that road. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get asked to do different uh, some mixes and some sessions and stuff and uh, Worldwide FM, uh, you know, and on all that kind of stuff, which is which is a great sort of outlet for me. But uh, I've really just been locked away the last sort of these last sort of five, six months. Mm. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's been crazy here. Uh, and Ian, uh, last year the sun was shining for you. Uh, you released an album called All That's Left on Pussyfoot Records. Yeah. And can you tell us a bit um, about how this release came along? So meeting you met... Um, yeah, I met Nick. I met Nick Young, who was uh, at that time, he was... They relaunched Pussyfoot with Harry, Harry B, and uh, and Harry's daughter Chili. Um, I've just bumped into Nick, and I'd known Nick from sort of 20 from way back. We all, Nick used to run Milo Studios in Hoxton, where uh, we used to work a lot back in back in the 90s, and um, hadn't seen him for 20 odd years, and I just bumped into him, and he asked me what I was doing. I said, Well, I've just finished a new album and he said well who's going to put it out and I said well nobody at the moment and he said well you know send it to me and uh, we'll have a listen blah 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 and we just went from there really you know yeah. it's, been, it's been quite organic and uh, hopefully this this new one uh, will be with those guys too and uh, I've been I've done a track with Howie on this new album and that's going really well so doing kind of remote recording you know yeah Ian, you mentioned uh, a collaboration with a Japanese artist. Yeah, Kenji Ikigami. He's another someone I've known also for 20 odd years. Mm -hmm. Going to Japan, I was in Japan last Christmas doing uh, an exhibition of my photographs and uh, touring around the country. And we hooked up 
when I saw him, and he he gave me uh, some some files of some. Uh, he not only plays the amazing uh, sort of very classical Japanese bamboo flute, but he also makes them. So he not only sort of he gave me a wonderful uh, piece of music he composed, just solo flute, but he'd also made the instrument that he was playing. So it had a, a real resonance for me that. So we've done this like folk song, and uh, um, and it's 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 a real sort of fusion of, of styles, sort of Western and Eastern styles of, of classical sort of folk music from those countries, but it's got a special feeling to it. And he's a lovely, lovely man, and uh, I also know his brother, who's a sort of graphic artist. And I'm just this whole lockdown thing has been. That's what it's been all about. It's been reconnecting with people and and all those ideas that you never got around to doing because you're so tied up with trying to live your life and <laughs> put food and keep a roof over your head. <laughs> I've hooked up with all these wonderful people and we've done all this great work together. So I think probably, I think probably a lot of people have had the same experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this year, end of this year, next year, I think some wonderful music's going to come out. <laughs> Would you say you're particularly interested in, in Japan, in general? Well, I just love I love it out there because it's so different from where I'm from. It's a completely different take on life, and uh, I've met some really lovely people. So I, I just that's something that's been a thread of mine for the last thirty years. I mean, I, I first went there as I was modeling. Really? Yeah, as a as a handsome young man. Really? For what? Modeling for who? In the late eighties. <laughs> Enough said about that, the better, I think. <laughs> yeah, and we, I toured there with the sandals a few times, and uh, and it sort of went from there. And with your band, uh, you visited Japan in uh, years ago. I don't know exactly uh, how or which year it was, but I remind me that it was in the nineties, or. Were there any performance with your live band, Ian, in Japan? Yeah, well, well, well I haven't. Never, I've never played with a, a live. I've done. I've done a few little sort of impromptu, improvised sort of stand-in moments for some friends of mine who were playing in Japan. But the last time I toured Japan with a live band was probably with the Sandals back in '94, five. Okay. And since then, I've been DJing and uh, I did a photo exhibition and. Some different sort of art projects and collaborations with different people. Yeah, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a very sort of fertile place with creatively. You mentioned an exhibition and photo exhibition in, in Japan, yeah. right? Um, can you talk a little bit about this work um, because it is like totally off music? So, are you doing that for a very long time? I think photography is probably my first love mm-hmm. as a, as a young boy. I was given a camera by my stepfather um, as a as a young boy, probably seven or eight, something like that. And uh, since then, I mean, he was a real keen photographer too. So I had someone who had a real passion for something and and who was happy to share that with me. So it went from there, really. Uh, but for me, I, I've always tried to use the two things together. I mean, uh, you know, my. You know, artwork for covers, for record covers, and etc., etc. I've yeah. always tried to marry the two things together. And uh, yeah, so um, this the opportunity came up, and you know, with the 
you know, I, with the Instagram thing and all the rest of it, that's that's been quite good for me, you know, with my for, as for my artwork. So, uh, yeah, it's it went from there really, and it was a great experience. Yeah, yeah. We, went to, we were in Tokyo for a week, and then we went down to Okinawa and we did an exhibit there. So the whole sort of exhibition was like a it was like on the road. We did uh, Kyoto, Tokyo, and Naha in Okinawa, three cities. So it was great, great experience. Interesting. And Ian, in your music, I see filigree arrangements, colorful compositions, for example. And for me, um, I ask me, um, is there a bridge between your music and Japanese art? Um, for example, movies, painters, or even cartoons? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've never really, to be perfectly honest, I've never really got the, the Japanese cartoon, the animation thing. I understand it's a massive thing out there and culturally it's very important. Um, but as far as the sort of visual aspect, I, I love some of the stories. I think some of the stories, the folk tales and the way that they can adapt them into a modern sort of environment, I think it's amazing. But the, the cinema vibe, Kurosawa, I mean, I, Kurosawa's movies from after, just after the Second World War, for me, are some of the greatest films ever made. Mm -hmm. Such such tales of humanity and sort of despair and honesty in a world which at that time was falling to part. part I wonder if that's going to come again. Yeah. Maybe that's going to happen in our lifetimes because everybody seems to be falling out, don't they? That all the world seems to be not communicating. You know, the people that are important, the people right. who need to be talking, they're just not talking at the moment. Seems to be too many fools, especially in America and. It just seems madness, doesn't it? Really, so for me, that's all very inspiring. That's why when you know, I walk in, I go for a lovely walk along the ocean in the morning. I'm very lucky to be like stone's throw from the sea, so I can at six in the morning. I'm up every morning. I have a long walk, and uh, yeah, I see the most amazing things. <laughs> I, this morning, I saw a family of foxes on the beach. A family, a whole bunch. A whole family, like two little baby foxes and mother and father. Awesome. And the little babies were dancing around. <laughs> so it's really nice to see nature have a little bit of, of chance again, you know, because not so many people around. March, April and May was like another world. It was just wonderful. In, in extremely terrible times, there was a, it seemed like the world was having a, taking a breather for the first time in maybe 400 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was no planes in the sky and, it, you know, there was no vapor trails. You didn't see, the sky was just clear. Hmm. And uh, and I, I could taste the air was cleaner, you know, because no cars, there were no cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it was, you know, for me it was palpable. But I, it, that's why I think it's a real shame that the, the politicians are not taking this as an opportunity to sort of restart, you know. Set reset. So there is nature is uh, and the surrounding is a big inspiration these days. What what are you reading? Do you remember last time we talked with you? We had this question. What are you reading? And you even had a book in a pocket. What am I reading at the moment? Yeah, I'm reading uh, a, a book of poems by Walt Whitman. You know oh, the Walt Whitman, classic. the American sort of 19th century mm -hmm. poet. Yeah. yeah. He lived in the time of sort of Abraham Lincoln and mm -hmm. after after the abolition uh, slavery and, and he wrote the most amazing poems. 
he was a really he- a man ahead of his time. So I'm reading that. It's called On the Beach at Night Alone. Mm-hmm. And he was it was written after the race riots in New York. I think there were race riots in 1870 or something big. Where they hung they hung lots of sort of freed slaves from lampposts, you know, because all the all the people in New York thought the slaves were taking all their jobs, you know. It's just and it it, it it just resonated with me and I just this is exactly what's happening now in this country you know they want they what kick us kick take England out of Europe because they think there's too many foreign people in the country you know mm. it's like do people never learn yeah. I don't understand so I sometimes feel like an alien <laughs> do you know what I mean T? Yeah. <laughs> we all feel like aliens sometimes but yeah, Walt Whitman, uh, he's, he's uh, I think Walt Whitman is one of the true sort of uh, lyrical geniuses. Amazing, you read his work, it's like 150 years old. It could have been written yesterday. And Ian, on the musical side, uh, what music are you listening to these days? Also old music or music from the past or are you interested in... Yeah. I ordered, you know, I ordered online. I'm not a big fan of uh, ordering CDs and stuff, but sometimes, but I haven't had the choice because nowhere's open. So I ordered, and it came yesterday. Uh, Danish radio jazz group Sahib Shihab. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese issue. It's one of those lovely, lovely book CDs. You know, like they they love those in Japan. And it's, uh, I think it's from like 1960, but it's the most amazing recording. One of those sort of amazing um, radio uh, studios in Oslo in the sort of early 60s where they had all that amazing technology <laughs> from that time. And the production of it's amazing. So that's what I'm listening to. New wise, I've just been working on my own stuff, really. I've been doing 12-hour days, you know, six days a week. I really want to get this album finished and sort of out. I don't really want to have to sit on it because it's, for me, very valid. And and the words and, and the and the... The sort of poems that I've written and added to it are very now, and they, you know, they won't have the same resonance this time next year if I've got to wait a year. So I really want to sort of get it done uh, and move on, you know. Yeah. That's the plan. And Ian, we are happy to present um, our listeners your exclusive Phonia mix with unreleased tracks, I think 13 tracks. And we have some questions for. Yeah, this kind of music. So, in which period the tracks were created, and should it become an album next? I think maybe some of them tracks will be, yeah, will definitely be being released. I mean, my plan is to sort of go through some of my back catalogue, which has never been really released, and some of the stuff I did, you know, um, that for instance, the Wise and Time, that second LP I did through, and the Juryman thing we did through Bandcamp. I would really love to sort of get a vinyl release of some of them at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, just do a small run of some of the stuff, or maybe compile a best of and stuff that wasn't never really got released properly. But if the opportunity arises, I would really like to put like a compilation of some unreleased stuff together. There's so much over the last 30 years, but some of them, some of the tracks on the, on the mix uh, are very recent, and some are sort of five, six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. So there's a real sort of mixture of, uh, oh, it's up and down, it's around and around, it's all over the place. But it's, you know, I felt it was uh, apt, you know, it was of the time.
Splendid. Just uh, thank you very much for taking your time. That was really yes, nice. Yes, many thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care of yourselves. You and too. Give my greetings to all all those all those terrorists. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I mean. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take care. Take care too. Bye. Bye, Bye. Ian. Many many Bye. thanks. Bye. And now an exclusive mixtape by Ian Simmons. Enjoy.